and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast special episodes with me, Emma. These episodes are aimed to keep us in the know, covering topics that we want to understand or know more about. I will be joined by special guests who are going to help us be informed. As always, no judgment allowed, but expect honesty, truths and a whole load of support. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast season two. Today I'm joined by Joanne, a mum and GP who is here to share her knowledge with us on a variety of topics with regards to her work. Hello and welcome Joanne to the podcast. Hi Emma, thank you very much for having me on. You're welcome. The floor is yours, it's over to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Well thank you for having me. It's really exciting to come along and do what is my first podcast. So quite an exciting (laughs) experience for me and it's lovely to be able to do it talking about something that I feel really passionate about. So as you said, I am a mum and a GP. I've got three boys who are eight, six and three. And my job is to work as a, a general practitioner. So I do three days a week working, seeing patients in surgeries and uh, seeing patients who live out in the community. And it's a really great job. And it's taught me lots about health and well-being. And I wanted to talk about that today in relation mm-hmm. to um, being a parent, okay. if that's okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. Lovely. Um, so... I say I am a parent myself and I juggle looking after my children with work mm-hmm. and having a husband and a house to run and all the rest of it so I appreciate that it can be difficult to dedicate time to yourself and especially to focusing on your health yeah. so health as a general concept is it's obviously huge isn't it you, know, yeah, you could do yeah. a whole series of podcasts on health um, but I wanted to talk about things that I thought were particularly relevant to us as parents and especially busy parents where you maybe haven't got all that time that you want to dedicate to looking after your own health yeah so I think we all know as parents no matter how many children you've got or what else you've got going on at home you've never got any time you know, yeah. you're, <laughs> and you're always your bottom of your own priority list so yes. we look after everyone else do everything else that they need and then we sort ourselves out at the end and <laughs> um, and it can be really difficult to try and look after yourself when you've got that sort of mentality yeah so I try to think a bit about um it as looking after yourself in order that you can look after the the people that you need to look yeah. after uh, and it's really easy to say that isn't it but not necessarily well, so yeah. easy to do but um, I think good analogies you can't pour from an empty cup so you've got to kind of fill yourself up charge your own battery yeah. and then you're good to look after everyone else um but as we all know in reality it's not quite as easy as that <laughs> so some of the things I want to talk about are really simple like to the point where you think I'm not really sure you need to be a GP to talk about that but um, (laughs) possibly things that we maybe don't think about that we could do and also some like easy wins as well because I think we're all for the easy wins aren't we? Oh yes definitely yeah yeah. (laughs) Kind of like the the equivalent of chucking the tea in the oven and doing it itself. So um, yeah it's it's something that's really important to me because I've had times when my health hasn't been very good for one reason or another um, and I've noticed that if I've been able to do certain things it's really made a difference so I wanted to kind of highlight those Um, and health I think of as sort of separate in in three different areas but one that that are like really linked together as well so your physical health your mental health and then your emotional health or your well-being and it's really hard to have all three of those good all your health well sorry if one of those isn't quite right if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so they all link in together and something that impacts on your physical health will no doubt impact on your mental health and your emotional health as well so it's when you're trying to improve your health it's thinking about things that kind of tick all those boxes really 
Yeah. Um, generally speaking, it's much easier to prevent an illness than it is to cure it once it's come. So we'll yes. talk a bit about things that we can do for preventative healthcare and things like screening as well, which yes. I know is yeah. a topic you've got lots to say on. Yeah. So good to have a chat about that later. Yes. So the first thing I'm going to talk about, which seems like a bit of a daft thing to talk about on a parenting podcast, but is about sleep. Mm-hmm. So I think as as a group parents don't get enough sleep no, it's fair to say um, and it really depends what your situation is so I'm sure you've got a lot of parents listening with children of all ages yeah, and yeah. you know different sizes of families and um, if there's any parents of newborns out there they'll mm-hmm. probably want to but then you might have parents of teenagers who are getting loads of sleep yeah. and think it's fine uh, but yeah I think as a probably as a population I would say we don't get enough sleep yeah I think the life has changed a lot for people over probably decades now really yeah. realistically in terms of sleep and it's probably not something that we really focus on well, there's a lot of evidence to say that not having enough sleep in the long term can make you more at risk of developing certain health conditions right. so related to things like heart disease and yeah. dementia yeah yeah and I think not so much thinking about the longer term because I think on a daily basis we don't really think about what life is going to be like in 20, 50 years do we? But thinking about the here and now I think we all know that we feel better when we've had enough sleep uh, and what an impact it can have on our health as a whole if we're not getting enough sleep and the the easiest thing to see is how it impacts on your emotional health Mm -hmm. isn't it? How you're feeling fed up, a bit irritable with the kids maybe but in terms of your mental health and your physical health, it can have a really big impact on that as well. So your concentration isn't as good. Yeah. Um, you probably aren't nourishing yourself in the same way. You know, nobody's making a meal from scratch, are they, when they've no, got no. that fail sleep <laughs> with a newborn, no. let's be honest. So we'll be reaching for all the all mm-hmm. the kind of wrong things, if you will. Yeah. Um, but those things that give us like what we need, you know, a quick yeah. bit of energy and then yeah, yeah. and then uh, we immediately have a crash afterwards, don't we? Because yes. we haven't put the right thing yeah. in our body. <laughs> but just thinking about um how what an impact sleep has on you. So it's it's one thing knowing that, yeah, okay, it's good to have more sleep, but practically what do you really do about it? Because for a lot of us we have that, and I don't know, I think you probably will feel this as well. I mean, you walk down the stairs after you've put the kids in bed and you stand and you breathe for a minute and you <laughs> yes. think, should I go to bed <laughs> yeah. or should I do all those million things that yeah. I haven't been able to yeah. do today? And it's that real tussle, isn't it? Yeah, like, internally. It is. it's like a, yeah, internal battle, isn't it? Absolutely. Of what, what do I do? Yeah. And you think, do I, you know, do I talk to my other half? Do I sort all the washing out? <laughs> yeah. Do I answer all my WhatsApps that I've ignored yeah. all day? Or do I go and get in bed? And it's obviously really situation dependent. You know, if there's some things yeah. that night that you really know you've got to do so that everyone's set for the day tomorrow, yeah. then fair enough. But even just having like 15 minutes of extra sleep a night can yeah. really make a difference in the, like, cumulatively. You think, you know, it soon turns into extra hours and you yeah, know that, yeah, that goes on point, yeah. and has a real benefit now I think the other thing to think about is how we go to sleep so if you think about what we do with our kids you know we have this real run up to bedtime don't we you know yeah. devices off technology yeah, yeah. a nice warm bath story <laughs> but then we think about ourselves and especially that kind of evening that we've just been talking about there so you might sit down on the sofa put something on telly mm-hmm. have a look at your phone maybe have something to eat or drink all of those things are going to keep us more awake. Yeah, so yeah. none of the things that we would sort of do for the kids, but Which, something that yeah, we think... No, that's a really good point. You just kind of reach for it, don't yeah. you? You might have a glass of wine or a bottle yeah. of beer or something. And that's all, you know, totally normal, isn't yeah. it? But probably not particularly good for, for like, leading yeah. you into a good sleep. So um, phones is probably the worst one. 
nothing more stimulating than <laughs> yeah. scrolling through on your phone. Oh. Uh, but if you're going to do it, I would say set yourself a bit of time in the evening where you say, right, this is kind of my my bit of my evening now. And mm. then after that, I'm going to go up to bed. Yeah. So kind of do it, try and wind down. So like dim the lights yeah. a bit. And maybe not so, uh, something decaf if you're going to have something to yeah, drink. Yeah. Uh, nothing too heavy to eat. But then when you go up to your bedroom, try to keep your bedroom, just your bedroom or and the other business you do in your bedroom, but not no tellies, <laughs> no phones, nothing yeah. like that. Um, and just try and sort of like, a bit like a plane landing, you know, you can't just yeah, suddenly come yeah. down from the day just, and, no, and yeah. be asleep. Yeah. Just let yourself gradually ease into sleep. Because the quality of your sleep is as important as the quantity, really. So if yeah. you can get off to sleep nicely and then have a good, good. few mm. few solid hours, it's great. And obviously we've all got little people that are probably waking us up through yes. the night as yeah. well. <laughs> um, but if you can try to get off to sleep, that can be a really good start. Um, I'm terrible for thinking about lots of things when I get into bed. So I'll yes. think, oh, I must do this. or I better not forget that. So a usual tip is to have, um, but depends if you live in the 90s or you live now, but either a pen and paper or your phone, mm-hmm. I guess, because yeah. you put it on notes. But, yeah, yeah. but jot it down so then you can kind of take it out of your yeah. brain and you don't have to think about it. So you've got to kind of have like a little to-do list for the next yeah. day, but it's not in your brain and it can it's just let just, yourself yeah. ease off a bit more. Um, and then another thing that's quite useful is trying to kind of set your sleep time. So as much as you can, obviously we know that parenting life yeah. things just come along don't they and and unsettle things but if you can try and go to sleep and get up at roughly the same time each day that really helps your body's natural sleep routine yeah. so you might be a bit like me you know we get we get woken up by our three-year-old whenever he decides to yeah. wake up um, but as he's getting a little bit older it's getting a little bit later and now I'm finding that I'm actually setting an alarm to get up yeah. at like a certain time and it does feel better I think and if I, if I deviate from that like if I have a you know a little bit extra yeah. a week and sometimes I wake up and feel a bit worse yeah, for it yeah. weirdly yeah um so yeah that that's another good habit to get into um but yeah sleep is really difficult and um, definitely good if you can get a bit more even if it isn't just little bits and um, if you're someone with really little children and mm-hmm. you think sleep at night just isn't really an option at the yeah. moment because it's so broken with feeds and whatever yeah. else baby needs um listen to that advice of sleeping when they sleep in the daytime you know so generally speaking it's good to have you sleep in kind of one big block at night time yeah if that's just not going to happen for you then if they are going off for a sleep in the day then take advantage of that yeah rather than doing that thing where you run around tidying everything and making tea it's that thing isn't it it's really hard to kind of allow yourself Mm. to do that especially when they're so small because you've got oh i need to need to do this i need to do that but i think like sleep is something obviously I think about it all the time but I don't properly think about it so there's yeah. lots of things you're saying that I'm thinking like oh yeah oh and like just while you're talking I think we do we put enough emphasis on sleep in terms of allowing ourselves to do it do you know what I mean yeah, it's always absolutely. it's obviously a necessity for life but we don't I know I don't really think about it you yeah. just do it um it's literally just like that thing that happens at the end of the day, yeah. isn't it? That you just do when you've got a bit of spare time. Yeah. But it, and I think it, it kind of like is the theme for everything I want to say yeah. today. It's about making something a priority. Yeah. Like, is your house being spotlessly clean and tidy a priority? Yeah. And, you know, and it might be to some people yeah. because that might really help their mental health. Yeah. And so I'm not taking away from that. You know, everybody's different. Everyone's mm-hmm. setup is different. But just thinking about at that point, you know, what is most important for you then? Is it better that you get an extra hour in bed and you feel better the next day and you can kind of do your jobs better I think sometimes well if you've had that bit of extra sleep you're probably a bit more efficient the next day and you could maybe maybe make some time saving then 
Yeah, and I always find as well I'm much more patient with the girls and it 100%. just it changes the day a lot of the yeah. time, doesn't it? Like if I'm tired and grumpy and, you know, it it's just it doesn't really work out, does it? No, absolutely. <laughs> so, and how often do we look at our kids and think, oh, they're so grumpy because they've not had enough sleep? Yeah. I'm sure they're looking at us and thinking, yeah. she's so grumpy because she's not it. had enough yeah. sleep. That's it. <laughs> Even though it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But yeah, something to have a bit of a think about mm, that. That's yeah. my top tip. There's, there's absolutely loads of podcasts and books out there about mm-hmm. how to sleep well or about the impact of yeah. sleep. And I think, yeah, it's a bit of an interest of mine at the minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, New Year's resolution to get more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first thing that I wanted to talk about. And then the next thing was about, it again, sounds like another simple and really basic thing, but it's about... Um, like what what our nutrition is like and particularly our water intake so yeah again lots of evidence to say that our concentration and attention and things is impacted by yeah. not having enough water i think it's um it's really easy to get to the end of the day isn't it and think of oh, you know i've had a couple of brews and nothing else yeah and because no one's ever got time to go to the toilet you're not wanting to throw loads of water yeah. down your yeah. neck either are you but really important to drink plenty of fluids um to help with your body's function but also your brain's function mm-hmm. as well um and also that will in turn sort of help with your nutrition so if you're someone like me who loves a snack mm-hmm. um it can be a lot easier <laughs> to have yeah. just a just a big glass of water first and then see if I really am hungry yeah. Uh, but yeah that can that can definitely be a benefit I'm looking at our nutrition I don't like to call it diet because I think that just that just makes you think yeah. doesn't it of not eating things yeah, you want yeah. to eat but how we nourish ourselves so what we're putting in our body so I think we spend loads of time thinking about what we give our kids but maybe not that much time oh, yes. thinking about what we yes. give ourselves yeah I can think back to my eldest being a baby and he'd have gone to bed and I'd be like stewing fruit in the kitchen at like yeah. 10 o'clock at night and <laughs> freezing it in ice cubes yeah. just before I discovered pouches obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, this is my first I remember, yeah I was the same <laughs> and then I'd be laughing like a piece of toast for my tea because yeah. I didn't have any time yeah. but yeah really important to think about having you know three meals across the day and, mm-hmm. and of some balance you know what what a good meal looks like to one yeah. person is different than what it looks yeah. like so it depends what you know what you like to eat what you can eat yeah. uh, what your budget is loads of different things so yeah, yeah. Um, but that your nutrition can can di- directly link in with your your family's nutrition as well, and again depends what your yeah. kind of setup is. We've had different periods as a family where mm-hmm. we've maybe fed the kids earlier on in the yeah. day and then eating ourselves in the evening. And um, we're really trying now as our children get a bit older to try and eat as a family, yeah. mainly because I got so irritated with trying to make two different meals yeah. and having my tea at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. It just started to feel like a real bugbear. So this is something that we've really tried to do, and we've um. A, tried um um, meal box you know like the Mm -hmm. delivery meal box and and that's worked really well for us yeah it's not for everybody but it's been really nice opportunity to cook one meal yeah that you all sit down down and eat and that i've made the kids pick so i'll show them the app and say right you choose what we're having and then i feel like they take a bit of that yeah responsibility on board then that they've said that's what we should have so they've got to try it and (laughs) don't get me wrong some of them have pretty much straightly gone in the bin but (laughs) but they've really tried some new stuff that's been really good and it's been dead nice to sit down as a family as well and I guess the kids learn from us don't they so if we're showing them that what you do at mealtime is you sit down and you try everything and you play and then you know that's a good good eating yeah, habit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And just a nice time as a family as well to have a bit yeah. of a catch up after a, well, a busy day. It. Yeah, it's always a good time for like conversation, like say catch yeah. up on your day and stuff, isn't it? We we tend to we all try and eat together and sit around the table together. And um, we've always done that. That was just one of my things. I just yeah. like that 
connection at, yeah. towards the end of the day and then after tea we all go wherever yeah. you know like to wind down and stuff so yeah, yeah, it's really nice, and I think we've really noticed that as a family so mm. over the last few months of you know really making a conscious effort, yeah. and it, it has made a massive difference. So yeah, definitely advocate that as a, as a good thing, and I think it just makes you think more sort of about that meal rather than like you know it being about what, yeah. what you put in on that plate rather than it being you know just like, like a means to an end. Yeah, just having yeah, just grabbing to keep you going. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, there's always there's still always a place for beige food in my opinion. Yeah, when yeah. you've got kids, there's always a role for chicken nuggets yeah. and fish fingers. <laughs> they will need to be called oh, upon time yeah. and time again. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not always going to be perfect, and you're not always going to have a plate full of veg, yeah. are you? And all be sat down together. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, introducing it into a routine, I think, is really nice, mm-hmm. and really helps you f- make sure you're getting nourished as well at the same time. So the next thing I was going to talk about was activity, and this is my, my swap word for exercise, because again, I think exercise just <laughs> yeah. makes you feel miserable, doesn't it, yeah. straight away? So um depends what it is that you like to do, and yeah. you know, if you're a very active person and you're wanting to improve your health, you might want to think about trying new things or pushing yourself in things you already do, but if you're someone for who activity is just really something that yeah. you just don't get in, into for whatever reason, then it can be thinking about just really small steps. And this can be something that you can do with the family as well. Mm-hmm. So encouraging the children to be a bit more active yeah. and you know them seeing you as a role model. And then making it more fun for you as well. So it depends what you like to do really. There's there's lots of um, good um, things for people who are into uh, walking, running, jogging, yeah. running, whatever you want to call it. Really. Like you've couched to 5Ks and you've yeah, yeah. and things. Um, but then your leisure centres tend to have loads of different activities as well. Um, sometimes <clears throat> the barrier for people I think can be the time but also yeah. the cost of it you know some yeah, of these activities yeah. can be really expensive yeah. so if it's literally something that you're wanting to do that can fit in around your family and doesn't cost anything then things like um youtube there's so many mm-hmm. different like you know that kind of joe wicks vibe yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. lockdown but there's loads of things on there that can be done to just get you active for a little bit so just get you sweating a bit your heart yeah. pumping a bit yeah, more yeah. can really improve the your heart's health and has a massive impact on your emotional and yeah. your mental health yeah. as well so you the, the advice would be to do 30 minutes five times a week which okay. for some people would seem like a massive leap from where they yeah. are now so certainly don't think if you're somebody who doesn't do much activity that's where you need to be at yeah. just trying to incorporate little bits in, yeah, in your yeah. day even if it's like 10 minutes dancing around the kitchen with the kids after you've had well, some tea yeah that's it I mean that's something like my followers that follow me on like Instagram and stuff will know like that's we have a kitchen disco quite often <laughs> we always have the music on and dancing about um but something so now we've moved here and we've the kids have moved schools and stuff me and my youngest can walk to and from school which has made a massive difference but something I'm kind of focusing on this year is um play so there's um a fellow it's called the playful den on Instagram and she's really good about um encouraging adults to remember to play yeah um and there's just little things that I'm kind of taking from that and trying to incorporate into our lives so that the the kids see it as fun um so like for instance what i've i mean i've made a rod for my own back here um <laughs> the other week we were walking home from school and um so i don't know if you know but in terms of social media i call my girls the eldest is a wild cat the youngest is bunny um so bunny um she didn't want to walk and she was doing these oh i'm tired i said oh i'll carry you if i want if you want and she was like oh well yeah and it was quite shocked but I didn't just like pick her up and carry her 
I um, held, so she was like like a plank, and I held her <laughs> under my arm and I ran with her. Um, so obviously that got my heart rate going. I was yeah. sweating. That's my a little bit of exercise, but she thought it was absolutely amazing. So now every day, like, oh, will you carry me? Do there you this? go. You got your exercise. That's it. So you know, just there's even like little things like that that it kind of. I guess what I'm trying to say is, it, you know, it benefits you both. They don't see it as, you know. Yeah, they just absolutely. see it as fun you're having fun and they're laughing but at the same time you you're doing a little bit of exercise yeah so and it's just about it's like little cheats almost isn't yeah, it that's something it. that's yeah. gonna be classed as exercise without really feeling yeah. like it you know I think if you think about you know being in the gym at six in the morning lifting weights like it's, yeah. it's not everyone's cup of tea no. is it <laughs> you know some people love it don't get me wrong but um, yeah just kind of easy yeah. ways that you can incorporate yeah. it into daily life and the kids do see you being more active and like adults playing yeah yeah great yeah and it's (laughs) just I guess it's like finding those little things sometimes thinking outside of the box of oh it doesn't have to be going to the gym it doesn't have to be going for a run I mean like yeah even just going on the park with the kids for like as you can tell we're a bit of a big kid sometimes but (laughs) you know just going in the you have the the parks that have like um you know your different equipment like oh, assault yeah, course yeah. type things and like timing each other and yeah just stuff like that you can do isn't it, it doesn't cost anything and you know it's it's just 10-15 minutes out of your day yeah and absolutely a bit of fresh air a bit of vitamin yeah. d outside yeah yeah, yeah. It. it can make a massive difference yeah. and if that's you know if that's where you're starting from you and you get your confidence with it because I think that's important isn't it that if you're, Definitely, you're yeah. trying to form a new habit you need to enjoy it yeah and you want it to be something that you actively want to go and do yeah. and if you go and have a good experience like that where you think oh that was really good and I felt good afterwards yeah. and the kids enjoyed it you're more likely to try other things yeah. aren't you yeah whereas if you do sort of that like what I'd call like that new year's eve vibe of setting yeah, yourself yeah. loads of completely unachievable goals and then a few days later you're miserable because you've not achieved yeah. any of them it's just it's a really horrible experience yeah. isn't it so yeah absolutely yeah, and it's that thing great. as well I think sometimes you can feel so self-conscious yeah. doing stuff and I guess kind of just adding on to what I've said about having fun with the kids and that I don't think anyone would ever look at a parent running around with the the child laughing and that as oh why are you doing that like yeah I would always look on and think oh my god look at them oh, that's lovely, so yeah. nice and you know how how good is that but I think sometimes we can feel quite self-conscious to do it because you think oh god what do I look like and you know and, and we shouldn't should we we should just you know go for it and this is it isn't it I think sometimes we can tell ourselves that other people are looking at us and wondering what we're up yeah. to, but they're probably not. No. Thinking, yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna make the tea tonight. Yeah. Or, oh, I need to pick a pint of milk up from the shop. But yeah, yeah definitely. I um I got into running like quite late mm-hmm. in life when I met my husband and his yeah. family are quite keen runners. And literally, you know, I would never have dreamed of going out for a run before yeah. then. And it was only because I had like a, like good role models yeah, and good examples. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, at first I used to really worry about you know what I was wearing but, yeah. and did it look silly yeah. and I was all sweaty. But uh, yeah, once you start to enjoy something, you, all that it's, kind of fades it away, does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think it's really good to for your children to see you doing yeah. that as well and seeing you enjoying yeah, it and then yeah. you know my little boys are always asking if they can come for a run Aww. with me and one of them's nearly faster than I am now so <laughs> <laughs> it's getting difficult yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's nice nice to do together as a yeah. family isn't it, it and is, I think yeah. anything that is that you can kind of incorporate something you want to do for you whilst benefiting the family is, is a bit of a yeah, win isn't it definitely time wise yeah. yeah yeah great um so it kind of leads nicely onto the next bit which I call charging your battery so this is 
probably more focused on like your emotional and your mental health really but doing mm-hmm. something that you you enjoy yeah you spend as a parent so much of your life don't you doing things for other people and sorting everyone else out but if you really think about it how much do you actually do for yourself yeah. that you is something you want to do kind of on your terms and yeah being able to fit that into life might actually seem really difficult but if it can be something small that maybe doesn't take a lot of time at yeah. first that is flexible in terms of timings that's a good way to kind of yeah. start um even if it's just like literally sitting down for 10 minutes in the evening and reading yeah. a magazine or something yeah. but just focusing on yourself as being yeah. important and saying right i'm going to do this for me now and i think at first when i started trying to focus on it it felt like almost like a bit of guilt mm. or, oh yeah I shouldn't be doing that because I should be doing something yeah. else but actually when you start to see the benefit it has on how you're feeling because if your emotional health is better then your mental health is better and yeah. your physical health is going to be better so it's telling yourself that no it's okay to do this because it's going to make me healthier overall yeah. and it like seems a bit silly to think that sitting down for 10 minutes and doing wordle or whatever it is you might yeah, want to yeah. do that day is going to give you that benefit but it really does and like yeah. I say at the beginning it's just kind of those simple yeah, things you know, it's so funny you said that like any members that are listening are, um so it was literally just this morning i've posted on my um members group about what are you doing for yourself this yeah. week um that's something that i'm really focusing on at the minute is you know what what am i doing for me that yeah. isn't something that I don't enjoy isn't something I've got to yeah. do it's just something for me yeah so um yeah no I really agree with that and some weeks it might be literally something that's yeah. five minutes but you know other weeks it might be something amazing like might yeah. have a spa day with your friends yeah, yeah. or something you know and, <laughs> and it, that's really easy to see isn't it but yeah. those little things can make a big difference yes yeah, definitely yeah so the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, something that I mentioned at the beginning about smears, and I know mm-hmm. you've got an experience of it. I don't yeah, know if you yeah. want to talk about that first, or you want no, me to... I'll go, okay. I'll let you go, and I'll probably just chip in. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So um, screening um, is a general term that we use for like basically looking for disease before it yeah. kind of makes itself obvious, or looking for pre-disease, I guess, in the case of smears. So um, for anyone who doesn't know what a smear is, it's, this is a taking a sample of cells mm-hmm. from the neck of your womb um, to look out for any signs that might show that there's an early um, or, or pre-cancerous yeah. change to the neck of the womb. So uh, women from age 25 will be invited along through a national screening programme. And the smear test itself is something that nobody looks forward to, I think it's fair to yeah. say. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I think when you have babies and everything goes on down there, mm-hmm. you kind of accept that, but still go for a smear test. Yeah, just feels it's, like it's something it's... you don't want to do. <laughs> so um, it's a quick procedure, I yeah. think probably in and out in probably about 10 15 yeah. minutes um the person who's taking it will talk you through exactly what they're going to do yeah so it's usually a nurse and they'll t- explain the procedure and ask you a few questions beforehand if it's your first one they'll probably show you all the different bits of, of kit that yeah. they use as well just so you're a bit more comfortable with it and um, but basically it's trousers off mm-hmm. um behind a curtain with a blanket yeah. all nice and nice and comfortable and um private and then it's the this plastic speculum which looks yeah. a bit like a duck's beak yeah um, anyone that's seen <laughs> one before or you can google one if you haven't seen one before uh, and it goes into the vagina basically mm-hmm. opens up so you can see the neck of the womb and then yeah. we use a little um funny little plastic brush that just takes away some of the cells in the neck of the womb and then they send it off to the lab and they look at that under a microscope yeah. and they basically will say um, whether there's any changes that need to be worried about so if it's yeah. all completely normal that's it you just get called back just again um in a few years 
and then if it, there's any changes they'll advise whether that just needs more frequent monitoring okay. or whether you need some actual treatment yeah. for it so it's a really great way to pick up any early changes yeah. um, and that combined with the cervical vaccine yeah. is like really powerful you know we, we yeah. might get to a point where cervical cancer is like incredibly incredibly rare yeah. I didn't even dare to say like doesn't exist anymore yeah. that's you know it's obviously the hope but it's massive steps towards yeah. um reducing um, cases of cervical cancer and cervical cancer is something that affects young women mm-hmm. and you know yeah. mums people with young children yeah. and it's something that obviously we want to be able to pick up on as i said earlier nobody wants to go for their smear no. test i can remember going for my last one with two of my children and I have to give them a bag of jelly tots and my phone to watch behind the the screen and I thought this is just the worst but it was absolutely fine I was literally out of there in 10 minutes they were none the wiser so mummy has to go behind the curtain because she just needs to show the nurse something and that was the end of it and you know and that's you done for three years yeah so it's it's really straightforward but there's lots of reasons why women don't want to go along for it yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it like even like so I think I mine was last year um but to me, um, it's so like it is one of the most important things, you know, to keep up to date. But the letter comes and it's like, all right, and I'd put it on the side and right, I need to book that and and you and you forget. And yeah. then I have a place where I keep it so that it's there and I remember. And it, it took me probably a few weeks to book it. Yeah. And if my family hadn't have gone through what we'd have, what we've gone through, I'd have probably left it a bit longer. Yeah. And it's. It is one of those things that is so important to do. Just, you know, it's, well, yeah. <laughs> it's got the potential to be life-saving, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, it's really easy to, to not do it like you say. And I think even those little bits, um, like I can totally get what you say, you know, you get that letter, but you're in the middle of doing something else. Yeah. And you kind of put it on the side and then you might ring the surgery, but it, the line might be busy, so you put it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's really important. And more and more, I think, I know that surgery that I work at, we're trying to be accommodating for right. when we're having smears. So there's nothing worse than booking one, building yourself up to it, and then coming on your period the day before, yeah. and you can't have it. Yeah, just like, yeah. oh, it's really frustrating, but we will rebook them, and we right. offer them in the evenings and at yes, weekends, yeah. because we know, nobody wants to take time off work to yeah. go for something that is, you know, literally 10 minutes of a job, yeah. and, and feels like something that kind of you don't have, absolutely yeah. have to go along to. So your surgery should make it, easy yeah. for you to be able to get an appointment and they really want you to come in for your smear test you know it's, yeah, it's yeah. far easier to pick up those really early changes well, that's it and i think another thing is the fear isn't it yeah. of what if it does pick up something but you've got to kind of think it's far better to pick it up than to not and you yeah. know what ends up for a little bit further down the line absolutely um, yeah if you can pick up something at the stage where that's it's it. either just just needs observation or you can treat it yeah. really easily then that's definitely you know where we yeah. want to be isn't it that's yeah, there's lots of reasons why women don't go along yeah. for it and it's um it's hard to kind of break all of those down in, in a yeah, generic yeah. way you know someone might have a really specific reason why they don't want to yeah. go but what i would say is if you're worried about it um the speak to your healthcare provider yeah. whoever that might be you know your, your nurse or your um your GP, whoever you, yeah. you you trust and feel comfortable in speaking to, to get some reassurance, uh, and to have those questions answered. You know, no no healthcare professional would mind you coming along, yeah. having a look at the equipment, yeah, talking yeah. through the process. Not even having the smear there necessarily yeah. if if you didn't feel ready for it. Yeah, but just taking the time and and just 
I guess giving yourself all the information you need to make that decision as to what's yeah. right for you. Um, and there's, Joe's Trust is a fantastic charity that does a lot about okay. tobacco cancer. It's a really good website to have a right. look at if you've got any, any questions or queries. Okay. But yeah, very important. And I guess leading on from that as well is checking our breasts. So yeah. as in I imagine the age group that listen to this um, mm-hmm. this podcast probably aren't at the age where they're getting called in for national screening for mammograms and things, but um it's really important to check our own breasts yeah. to look out for any signs of anything that might be something worrying. Yeah. So generally speaking we're we're asking women to look out for lumps, that's the most mm-hmm. obvious thing that we want to have a look at. But other more subtle things can be like skin changes, so drawing yeah. in of the skin or dim pulling of the skin is yeah. really important uh, to look out for and then also any changes to the nipple so okay. either how it looks or any discharge that seems a bit yeah. odd from the nipple that we would also really want to see that too um, I see lots of women who come in with pain in the breast and they right. worry that that's a sign of breast cancer pain's actually a really uncommon co- symptom when it comes right. to breast cancer um, not to say that it's never related yeah, to yeah. it but it, it's definitely not one of the one of the common okay. ones that we see but it's really important to check your own breasts regularly mm-hmm. um and that's because during your cycle the the texture yeah, of your breast yeah. can change so what feels normal on like day one of your cycle might not feel normal to you on day 15 day yeah. 16 so just feeling confident in when you're doing it and and what it is that you're doing i mean yeah. there's loads of really good resources i can share a link if you like yeah that'd be great yeah. about um, a good kind of demonstration of how to check your breasts but as long as you're doing it in sort of the same way making sure yeah. you cover all the areas and doing it at least a couple of times during the monthly cycle okay. that should be enough for you to be able to pick up any changes that you're you know you think are, are, are new for yeah. you and there's certain women that are at increased risk of developing breast cancer maybe because of their family history. Yeah. There's other things as well that increase the risk of breast cancer that probably feel less known to us. So increased alcohol intake increases right. your risk of breast cancer and so does obesity, which right. I think is probably something that, although we talk a lot about obesity, mm-hmm. um, it, I definitely don't think it's seen in the same group as like smoking and, and yeah. alcohol excess in terms of like risks of other conditions, but it is it's shown that that can right. increase the risk of breast cancer. So if you fall into one of those groups, I think that's any of that's relevant to you, then yeah. it's just, you know, good to be vigilant as to what's yeah. going on. So that was our screening. So the uh, the last bit I wanted to talk about specific to mums was, or, or sorry, parents, <laughs> any dads out there, was parental mental health. Mm-hmm. So I think this goes back to what we spoke about earlier, about how it's really easy to not prioritise yourself yeah, and, yeah. and look after everyone else first. And it can be hard sometimes to pick up that there's a problem with a parent's mental health because... I often see parents in the surgery with their children and all the focus is on what's wrong with the child at that point. Yeah. And, you know, you'll check in with them and you certainly, if there was anything that was worrying you, you might want to dig a bit deeper. But I think we're very good at covering it up, aren't we? And, oh, I'm fine, I'm, ju- I'm just this, I'm yeah. just that, I'm just yeah. busy, I'm just tired. Um, but it's really important that we pick up any mental health problems that might happen to the parents because obviously anything that's happened to the parent will be impacting on the children yeah. as well. And so we really want to know about that because we know yeah. that that if that there's mental illness there that's going to affect physical health and emotional mm-hmm. health as well and going to affect how things are at home yeah even to the point of affecting things like your finances and things you know so it's gonna it can have a really big like ripple yeah. effect yeah so it's really important that a parent is a feels confident in speaking to somebody about their mental yeah. health whether that is 
going to, to see your GP or whether it's more mentioning it to a friend at playgroup one day yeah. or, a, you know, a, a family member. Yeah. But whoever it is that you speak to, just really important to be honest about how you're feeling yeah. uh, and then be able to get the, any help that you might need. There's yeah. loads of web-based help, loads of good NHS websites and Mind is a really good website yeah. for mental health. So there is lots of help out there, but that first bit of recognising that there's a yeah. problem and, and asking for help is what's really difficult yeah. but it, it being mentally unwell is as common as being physically unwell yeah. and it's it's still taboo unfortunately well that's the thing isn't it i, it, I think because obviously I, I do a lot around mental health mm-hmm. i have i struggle with mental health and so i talk about it quite a lot um and i think there is still such a big stigma around it and yeah. i know the one thing that kind of gets repeated to me is people are kind of scared to open up about it because they're scared they're going to get the children taken off them yeah and there's still this such a a huge thing around that and I know people always say to me oh you're brave speaking about it and you know blah 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 and I just do it because for me sharing it helps me it's like offloading it a bit and then once I let that out it makes me feel better Mm -hmm. but also I know that I'm never the only one there's yeah. always other people out there and when you see other people talking about it it's like oh they've got it too or you know I can approach them I can speak to them about it they get it they understand and yeah. I'm not on my own I always find that's like a massive thing that people so many particularly mums that I speak to always think that they're the only one yeah absolutely and n- never never are there's always someone else out there that's that can relate to absolutely. how you're feeling and I think part of what we can find difficult is that a lot of what we see is is people's like best version of themselves yes. isn't it so you know Especially you're looking social at social media, media yeah. absolutely and you know social media's got so many positives yeah but for me this is one of the areas where i think yes. it's got real potential to cause harm that um we look at every what everyone else is up to and how yeah. perfect their life is and how they're doing everything right or so we think yeah. and we compare our current self to that don't yeah. we you know we sat with you know not brushed your hair, yeah. not brushed your teeth, not got <laughs> yeah. dressed. You know, it, you're absolutely right in what you say that there there will always be someone else mm-hmm. out there who's ha- who's been through yeah. something similar or who's going through something similar. Yeah. And it is really brave in in speaking up. I absolutely agree with that. You know, you've been you've probably made a massive difference to a lot of people who haven't yet been brave enough yeah. to do it by doing it. They see they'll see you as a really positive role model. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> I think it's it really important to speak about around our children as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it's important that I think and I definitely think there's more recognition and a lot more being done in schools, which is fantastic. Yeah. But I think for them to know that, you know, it's just another way of being ill, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like being physically unwell. Yeah. And knowing that they can recognise that in themselves as well and say, oh, you know, I yeah, don't feel very it, well. Yeah. It's just recognising the different emotions and yeah. knowing that they're normal to feel and it's more like finding a way of coping with them or dealing with them. It's Absolutely. You know, so many of the adults I see... Mm-hmm who have mental health problems had those problems in younger life but yeah. they maybe just weren't recognised, addressed you yeah. know, they didn't understand them for, for, you know, however it was that they didn't come yeah. to the front to be kind of um, uh, dealt with at that point yeah. but it may, often means that it can be more difficult to manage yeah. in later life, there's an awful lot to unpick there Yeah. but there is loads of support out there for mental health and I say it's really you know if you can fix that you can make other areas of yeah. health better as well yeah. fix that sorry that makes it sound really easy doesn't it but 
more what I'm meaning is if you can, can provide support and, and mm-hmm. you know and yeah. improve things yeah well that's it like I know myself I've had anxiety for a good few years now and I've done a lot of work to kind of get to the point where I'm at mm. today but it got to the point where I was noticing other health issues yeah um that were because of my anxiety and yeah. that's where I said right I can't can't do this anymore I, I don't want to feel like this and that's when I started my little journey if you will of um kind of getting on top of things and finding ways to manage it but it does overspill it, it can start off small and it if yeah. you don't deal with it it does just kind of snowball up if you will and it will like you say into other areas of your your health absolutely yeah it's so important mm. to have good mental health yeah and, you know it's as you say because it is taboo it's more difficult to i think focus on on that than it is yeah. the mental uh, sorry your physical health yeah you know it's i think people find it really easy to square you know i've oh, got a broken leg or yeah, I've got a heart attack yeah. yeah. that's all fine but yeah putting that emphasis on it and mm-hmm. as you say you know it can take a long time as well yeah. can't it just like physical health problems yeah. can take a long time to develop and the the treatment of it can be lifelong like mm-hmm. you know lots of different long-term yeah. conditions so if you can start that early and yeah. you know that we'll always we'll all always have stresses in our yeah, lives yeah. if we can start early and kind of get the tools yeah. that we need to promote our mental yeah. health uh, you know find out what works for us then it can make things a lot smoother yeah. in the longer term and that's it and i guess it's like you mentioned before it's promoting that to our children as well isn't it of like different ways you know i, I mean because of what like my anxiety and stuff i do a lot with the girls around emotions mm. and mental health and stuff um but it is that that thing of promoting that to your children and helping them be able to deal with deal with their mental health i guess isn't it and like you say with social media and stuff around it, it's different now to how when we were younger i yeah. think that and there's a lot more involved in kind of in mental health struggles i guess yeah um, and i guess there's there's positives to come as well isn't there out of oh, social yeah. media for yeah, our children totally. in terms of mental health because yeah there'll be people on there talking about it you know there's yeah lots of people you know a lot more you think prince harry talked about his yeah, mental health yeah. quite recently and so you think hearing for, for our children to be hearing people speaking mm-hmm. openly on platforms like social media yeah. is great but it, you're right as a parent it is really scary mm-hmm. isn't it and i don't know how old you were when facebook and things came i think i was at uni and i just remember it was like it's almost been like a, flip, a switch has been flicked in yeah. that kind of time before and yeah, it's yeah. so so different isn't it, is, it? Yeah. and yeah it'll be interesting to see what it what it's like for yeah. our children going forwards but yeah really good great that you talked to the girls about it because I think it is important that children understand that yeah. it's it's something that they can speak to people about yeah. as well. I think schools have got um, a lot more kind of support in place yeah, now, especially definitely. like the high schools. Yeah. The children I see from high schools, there seems to be a lot more available for yeah. them, which is great. Because it can, can be a tricky area, that kind of teenager bit when you're not really mm. a child anymore but you're not quite an it, adult it, either. Yeah. It's a real grey area for it them, is, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. they're battling with lots of different yeah. emotions and different yeah, changes and i think especially the more coming through covid as well yeah. it's really impacted on yeah them, it has it? it has yeah yeah and there's hormones as well isn't there that yeah. are flying around everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping we're having three boys there's going to be less hormones in my house but i might be wrong my husband's stretching it <laughs> three of us <laughs> 
that was a, that was my kind of focus on parents and um families if you will so I, uh-huh. there was just a couple of other things i'd wanted to talk about more yeah. specific to children and one of those was immunization uh-huh. so children's going along to have their injections and i know it's a real hot topic and especially yeah. in the practice that i work in we've got um uh, quite low uptake for some of the vaccines right. and um i'm quite interested to know sort of why that is mm-hmm. and and what might be it be impacting on families decisions to to vaccinate the children yeah. so something we've had a, a good look into and i think really there's lots of different reasons yeah. and it can go all the way back to you know your your parents 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 you know yeah. and kind of attitudes to health within your family and an understanding of mm. what the vaccinations are all about and i think probably the thing that i've taken most from looking into it is probably a lot of confusing information out there yeah. shall we say you know obviously there was the the first thing that comes to mind i think is the mr mmr yeah. information that was in the media a few years ago about direct link with um mmr vaccinations and children developing autism which has since been disproven we know that information yeah. wasn't correct and that message wasn't right and shouldn't have gone out and um, so but that's not necessarily something that people are aware that you know there's been subsequent you know changes yeah. to that advice so that is something i think that can scare people mm-hmm. and i think the other thing with with some of the vaccines is that that sort of thought of oh well you know my child's not really going to be that ill if they get that condition so you know why do i need to vaccinate them i think specifically for things like flu vaccinations in younger children yeah and um, but big part of the, the vaccination program is protecting the population as a whole so yeah the more of us that can be vaccinated the more protected those more vulnerable people in our population mm-hmm. are so maybe our elderly frail people yeah. or people who've got conditions where their immune systems don't work very well and probably most of us know someone that falls into one of those yeah. categories um, so it's important to, to try and vaccinate as many people as we can but I think the key really for parents I think is feeling comfortable in, in making that yeah. decision because ultimately it's something you're doing on behalf of your child yeah. isn't it at that stage and you want to know that you've got it right none of us want to cause our children yeah. any harm we want to do the best for them so I think the the key message I would give is to just make sure that you've got all the information that you need to make that decision yourself and I would always encourage parents to get their children vaccinated because I think that the health benefits to me are are very clear but that's easy for me to say as a professional (laughs) uh, you know and that when but then when I've got my mum head on and I'm thinking Mm. about getting vaccinations for my children I do always still have that little wobble because it's just normal isn't it yeah yeah you know you think oh what if what if one of those really really rare side effects happens to one of my children and I've taken that decision to have it done so it is that is a real balanced decision to take and I think Mm -hmm. um just make as I say making sure you've got all that right information about that vaccine in particular and why they want to have that vaccine and what's likely to happen as a result of it and again this is the kind of thing that that you can come and make an appointment with a healthcare professional and speak to them about before you kind of commit to doing it if you're really not sure and you've you know you've maybe heard something or seen something that you mm-hmm. think oh you know i wouldn't want that for my child yeah have a chat with somebody and, and talk through it and and then hopefully you can explore your concerns a bit okay. more and and come to that decision that's yeah. right for you um you know the 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 vaccines there's obviously some that have been out there for a really really long time we've got lots yeah, of information yeah. about those we can give some of the newer ones maybe a bit bit more difficult mm-hmm. like the covid vaccines obviously yeah. not been as around for so long but we still have got a lot of evidence that we can give to our parents and um, to help them make that decision for their children and ultimately okay. keep everyone as healthy as we can for yeah. as long as possible
cool. <laughs> so that was my my top my list of Is top that, tips that really. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy for any questions if you've got anything or anything um, you wanted me oh, to I talk about. I always do this and I never have anything on the spot and then it'll go and I'm like, oh, I should have asked this, should have asked this. Um, I don't think so. I just, I think maybe um, with regards, like you say, about if you wanted to chat to someone if you weren't sure and mm-hmm. stuff, like, is that kind of a thing at most practices or just, you know, like in terms of, so when you're trying to ring up for an appointment and stuff, it's yeah. obviously quite tricky and yeah, very busy and stuff and... I think for me I would feel like I was kind of taking up time that was needed for someone else with an appointment do you know what I mean so like if I want and I don't think I'd be scared to ask for the advice but I'd feel like I was putting on the nurse or the the GP or whatever when I was I was just wanting advice do you know what I mean yeah I do know what you mean yeah yeah but I certainly as a GP I wouldn't feel like that was a waste of my time I I think it depends on what the topic is that you want to talk about I might feel like there was someone better in my team that could talk to you about it um but who say for example if it was about your smear the process of having a smear I might say to you do you know what my nurses do these every single day you might be better talking to one of those and if it's vaccinations again you've got teams in your practice who do that you can you know it may be that it's worthwhile speaking to one of them but as a GP we obviously know this information we're trained on it and we can have conversations like that if you think Emma like say you wanted to come in and talk to me about having a smear because you just weren't sure Mm -hmm but you decided that you wouldn't because mm-hmm. you didn't want to waste my time. So you didn't come for your smear. Yeah. And then a few years down the line, something happened yeah. and you had cervical cancer. I would have far rather yeah. spent 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour yeah, talking yeah. to you about having a smear to have encouraged you to have gone for one, to have prevented that from happening. So um, yes, GP surgeries are busy. Yeah. Absolutely can't deny that. But what I'd say, two things two, that we don't mind seeing that one is children that parents are worried about. Never yeah. mind seeing a child, yeah. a child whose mum is worried. If a mum is worried about a child, there's something to yeah. be worried about because you know them best. Yeah. And even if I see, a, you know, there's nothing better than seeing a child coming into my surgery and bombing it around the room. <laughs> I know that okay, yeah, right. But I'm more than happy to see that child <laughs> and reassure that parent that at that time, I don't think there's anything to worry yeah. about. But the other thing is preventative care. You know, I think a lot of what I see, yeah, I can't deny is people who've already got an illness and yeah. were trying to manage it but if my surgery was full of people that were taking wanting to take steps for like preventative health yeah. and doing things to improve their health then in a few years time I wouldn't be seeing nearly as many poorer yeah. people yeah. so it's definitely worth That's... taking that time but I know what you mean and yeah. I think even just the you know you finding time in your day as a yeah, patient yeah. to come along yeah. and have that appointment but I think now surgeries are, are, are certainly trying to be more accessible yeah. so things like telephone video appointments yeah, yeah. a lot have got like um like messaging services yeah, set up yeah. where you can have like a text message conversation stuff like that you know even if it's just just sending yeah. some really useful links and saying that you know, have a look at this website yeah. this pdf is really useful to give you some information and mm-hmm. then if you've still got questions then coming back yeah. and, and having a proper appointment but yeah i, I would really encourage people to yeah. kind of take that as an offer you know pr- promoting good health isn't just about yeah you know, dealing with the illness yeah. once it's there oh bro no that's really good to know Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't think I've got any other any other questions. Okay. Anything else that you want to start on the end, or is that everything? Um, no, I think my my take home message would just be as a parent, prioritise yourself a bit more. 
um, you know, think about what's important to you and think a little bit about your longer term health and what little steps you can take now whilst you're busy with everything else yeah. um, just to make yourself feel better from, yeah. you know, in a health point of view. And get your smears and check your boobs. Yep. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please share, follow and or review. If there's any topics you'd like to see covered, please just let me know. You can get in touch with me by my email or on my Facebook or Instagram page. Thank you, Joanne, for joining us and sharing your knowledge. Keep your eyes peeled for our next special episode and I'll be back soon. Bye.